The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Welcome to another episode of We Be of Wookie Radio. Wow. Wrong show. Yep. 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 Um, it is the Smugglers Three, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And this week, I finally transfer over to Rob. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. You're afraid. Where are they? Oh, live. Well, or this is live recording. <laughs> is it live or Memorex? You know, and see, we can always say you can fix this in post, but we know better. Oh, I no, I leave this in because this is what makes it fun. <laughs> My pain. Well, maybe you could have done this before show. Well, <laughs> Too. This is what I get for thinking about it at that last. We all professional like. I never claim. Oh, got it. I can't find. Bad part is the guy doing all this is actually this audio professional. Only <laughs> <laughs> one around here that I know of that's an audio professional. That's uh, awesome. We also have joining us a couple of Jawas <laughs> from the Jawa <laughs> Jabber. That five minutes just for that. Yeah. <laughs> leave, right. leave me alone. Uh, and it's Dennis. Well, some of the dead air will cut out, but it'll be four minutes. True. <laughs> Dennis and Dave? Yep. Woohoo! I got something right. My memory worked work at some point, just at the wrong point. Um, well, we've only just gotten started. And we have just gotten started. How is everyone doing as we're floating around? <laughs> Good. Uh, thanks for having us on. It's great to be here, guys. So, well, we are going to tackle one thing that you know where at. And we're getting it out of the way because it can only get better from here. And that's a little... Smuggler's Feud. Yeah. Sounds so depressed about it. Woo-hoo! I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we might get it up in. Maybe. <laughs> it is Maybe. other podcasters 10, Wookiee Radio 7. So, um, how the game's played, instead of like regular family feud, where one side runs until they strike out with three strikes, we go back and forth, closest to the number one answer. And of course, if you get the number one answer, you win the, the tie break. But closest Closest to number one, number one or closest to breaks all ties. Um, first, if the same round, everyone, I should write these down at some point too. Um, <laughs> or just, yeah. just hit the button and we listen. 
True. Yeah, exactly. Um, how'd y'all do? Um, if in the same round, both parties do strike out, that's where we go to the tie. And right. closest to one wins. So I have three cards in front of me. Card one, card two. It's a great magic trick you're doing. Card Every one you three. Play, you disappear. <laughs> yeah, you're actually disappearing. Woo! So, that's why I don't like using the backgrounds on Skype. Well, I have, I have, Zoe has made a huge hideaway <laughs> behind me at her desk, so. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> what was going on over there. Yeah, she made a that, big fort. I much prefer my own background. I don't have that quite yet. My yeah, Everything for me is in front of me. So, of the three cards, pick one, two, or three. David, go ahead. Oh, God. Now it's going to be my fault. Uh, number two. Is that from the left or from the right? <laughs> I'm right never gets so old. Right. Well, maybe for you. <laughs> so the card in the middle. So I set the other two cards. Like six answers on the board. What would you use the Millennium Falcon light speed for? And there are Star Wars and non-Star Wars answers on here. Oh, boy. So Jawa Jabber goes first. And I did get the name of the show correct. Yes? You did, correct. Yes. Yep. All right. That's two things I've gotten right. <laughs> it's all down here. here. Yes. David, do you want to guess one or do you want me to do one? I want you to go first. Okay. Uh, what would I use light speed for? Honestly, it's pretty simple. Get to work. I hate traffic. <laughs> I will give it to you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I will give it to you. No, I won't. I'll give it to you. Uh, not okay. Peak hour traffic number yes. six. Okay. Wookie radio. You want to go first? You want me to, Derek? Do you have anything? Yeah, I have something. It's probably not there, but I got something. Yeah, go for it. Pizza delivery. Oh. It's not going to be there, but <laughs> uh, I will give it number five. Pick up oh, food. Oh. So I will also allow go. deliver food. Hmm. Back to Jawa Dabber. <laughs> Um, to escape from the Imperials. Number one answer. Nice. Escape. Ooh, yeah. No strikes on the board. Three answers given. Back to Wookie Radio. Out of how many? Six. Okay, three more answers. Come on, Derek. There's one that should be an obvious. Excuse me. Anytime. What's the million um, fucking? Yeah, I was going to say. I was thinking about whether or not that might actually be on there, so I'll go for it. The Kessel Run. To make the Kessel Run. Number three. You never know with this game. Back to Jawa Jabber. Um, not sure if this counts yet, but maybe we'll get the first one wrong. Um, well, Millennium Falcon's used for smuggling, so, like, if you were a delivery driver, like Uber or something, bringing people their food. We already said that with, uh, okay. pick up food, delivery food. So that was, like, the pizza. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what do you use it for? Dates. That'd be fun. Going on dates. Ah. Right one. <laughs> what, no one wants to check out the cape room? Come on. Back <laughs> to Wookie Radio. Oh. How many do we have already? Three have been given. Skate, pick up food, peak hour traffic. I'm sorry. And Kessel Run. There's two left. How about smuggling? Mm. Wow. <laughs> Too obvious? Back to, yeah. Back to Jawa Jabber. Yeah, see it on David's face. How do we get those sound drops for our show? Absolutely. <laughs> and he's the editor, so, you know, it's on him. 
Shoot me an email. I, I have your email. I will email you. Awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, what you got, David? I don't know. I'm thinking. Um, actually, ironically enough, I was thinking like the dating angle, mm. um, the last one, but that was wrong. Um, so Christmas shopping. <laughs> Right. I was, uh, thought it was a good one. Shopping. Right. Been, right yeah. Thought, uh, you oh, know, yeah. That was a good one. Lots of cargo room. You know. That would make sense to me. Yeah. Back to Wookie Radio. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Do you think something like racing might be on there? I got nothing else, so why not? Hey, let's try it. Racing. Wow. These are rough. What would you use light speed for? Back. It is the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. Back to Jawa Jabber. <laughs> Love it. Oh I'm, I'm honestly like... That was just Mike walking into a filter. <laughs> <laughs> Every time David does that, he reminds me of... Uh, uh, gosh, forgot his name from, from The Hangover when he's just... He can't stop laughing. He's just squealing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna just go with since we're Jawas, let's just say scavenging. Look, let's uh, let, no, I'm gonna change that. Scavenging or hunting for merchandise. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I I, I would love to be able to go from one target to the next within a light speed. I was going to say, was that a win or a loss? Yeah. That, that was them misfiring a electro gun. Electro yeah, gun. I took that as a loss. Back to Wookie Radio. What's, what's the score on the strikes? Three to two. So you could go ahead and strike out now and Jabba Jabber takes the win because of the tie break. Or you could get the answer right and win altogether. Pressure's on. Well, walk away, you can only have two strikes to win. <laughs> yeah, but you get the answer right. Uh, how about just gonna throw this out on a limb there and say traveling around the world or the galaxy or the galaxy or vacation guys 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 Traveled, number two answer. Wookie Radio picks up the wham. Nice. Wow. That's how we roll, son. You know, I have to say, I thought of that, but then I thought, eh, it's probably too easy, and I should have just said it. But <laughs> Yeah, I kind of the same thing. Yeah, that was good, guys. Thank you. Number yeah, I didn't really think it was going to be there, so Mama. I'm quite surprised. Mama. Number four kind of goes with number six, but I couldn't give you both. Get there on time. Oh. <laughs> Yes, assuming we don't dismantle the hyperdrive, yeah, then everything will be fine. Yeah, exactly. So, start off, tell us a little bit, us and our smugglers who are listening, a little bit about the scavenging show called Jawa Jabber. Well, David, do you want to take this? Uh, or do you um, want me to talk about it? You start, and I'll go off on tangents like normal. Uh, all right. Um, so, yeah. Hey, that's what we do with Mike. <laughs> we let him talk and then we just uh, derail him. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's, it's, it's well, uh, so Jawa Jabber, uh, we started this early in February of this year. So what a year to start, right? Uh, <laughs> Wow. 2020, yeah. So uh, we're pretty new to the podcast scene. You know, we're not seasoned veterans like you guys at all. But uh, I mean, but we Just out of curiosity, yeah. uh, what what date did you release your first episode? I believe it released it February 9th. It was Ooh. somewhere around there. Yeah, so close. Mm. 
that was uh, that was nine days before my birthday. Really? Yep. <laughs> Mine's the 18th. What would, we, what would we have won if I got the right date? His enduring uh, love uh, forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that works. All right. My eternal gratitude. No, knowing you that you could have been the knowing that doing, Mike. that was possibly your birthday gift to him. Watching your show. <laughs> that you would have officially been. And you didn't even huh? know it. <laughs> well, you would have officially been the official podcast of Derek's birthday. Man, uh, <laughs> missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. Yep. Missed it by that much. Just like so, a stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, we started mm-hmm. in February, and then the uh, I, I, I like to call it the blue shadow virus hit from Clone Wars. That that's what we got hit. <laughs> okay, and uh, we we call it still looking. We call it the virus that shall remain nameless. Mm. All right, nice. I like that. And uh, we we actually just it's kind of like many different podcasts I think start this way in some form or one form or another. We started talking on the phone, and I believe the first time we had a very long conversation was talking about the Rise of Skywalker trailer, and we talked about for about three to four hours, and then mm-hmm. we said, "Why aren't we recording this?" Like, mm-hmm. you know, we came up with some occasionally some good points, some decent speculation, and then we were going like, "Okay, we should probably start a podcast because we've been kind of." beating around the bush for a couple months and then we just go, went went with it. Took some time to, you know, figure out what the name would be. There's a lot of good ones out there so far, you know, and so we decided with Jawa Jabber because we jabber all the time about Star Wars and Jawas are just iconic to the franchise and to the fandom. Mm-hmm. So, recording of their first show name meeting. Memo. <laughs> Exactly. Perfect. Um, so what type of topics have you all been covering uh, since, since, especially since news has gotten kind of slow? Um, so, yeah, our very first episode was a Rise of Skywalker episode because we figured that's kind of how the idea started. So, like, us talking about the trailer for Rise of Skywalker. So it was, like, our reactions to it and... Um, you know, like how many times we saw it, all, you know, all sorts of analysis and stuff. And then our episodes have been coinciding with the Clone Wars releases, the Clone Wars episodes, season seven. Um, we did record them in real time. I think we've got almost all the episodes out now, right? I think we're just waiting on the last episode for the Siege of Mandalore. Um, but it's not like we waited to record them. We just kind of recorded them week to week. And then um, Dennis likes to do a lot of the editing, all of the editing. Um, and we both have full time jobs. So, you know, it's rough on that end. But, you know, mm. we don't yeah. have any deadlines or anything. So, we, yeah, that's one thing that we definitely are trying to, uh, you know, we're, it's a learning process. And every time now when it comes to how we're recording, I want to make sure we set a schedule once we get all caught up with all our backlogged audio, but we've been talking about things recently that have come out, different news items, different, you know, rumors here and there. It's just, it hasn't been put together yet because had some health issues recently. And just so, so things have kind of fallen back a little bit, but I guess it's a, it's a good thing that there isn't a whole lot of news at the moment that's allowing us to catch up with all that audio. Okay. Now, yeah. Cause we probably have what, like four or five episodes to go after the Clone Wars, which we have been recorded, right? That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
yeah. So do y'all release weekly, bi-weekly, once a month, twice a month? Whenever I think it's it about gets done. once a month. I want to do twice <laughs> a month, three times a month. But like I said, it's it's something that uh, we're kind of we're fresh out of the bag and trying to trying to get our footing. And I think we, we're kind of getting there. And I think hopefully by, I want to say the end of this month, beginning of next month, I want to get everything taken care of so that we can dive headfirst into the uh, new season of Mandalorian when that comes around. So we're all caught up, at least by then. But okay. we talk about everything, even when we're talking about the Clone Wars, we will go off on tangents and anything that we've actually purchased or pre-ordered. And my goodness, the things that we've pre-ordered, I, I, don't, I can't even count anymore. Yeah, I Honestly, can't just track. emails that I have starred and going, hey, this is coming. Or sometimes it just shows up and it's like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this can That's be good. Festival, you order something and forget all about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Yep. It's a great feeling when it shows up and you go, oh, I forgot about that. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, um, a couple weeks ago, Dennis sent me the link for that lightsaber book that's coming out. Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, really cool. So I click on the link to pre-order and it went to Amazon and it said, you pre-ordered this on May 6th. I was like, oh, OK, never mind. <laughs> I texted him back. I'm like, hey, I already have this pre-ordered. He's like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a Patreon user who has inspired us um, with our Patreon user, Patreon patron, who has inspired us with a question that we ask all our podcast friends when they come on. Uh, usually it's near the end of the show, but this would be a good time to put it out there. What is your, what has been your favorite pre-order item that you have pre-ordered? Mm. That Since has come on, in or something that's pre-ordered that we're waiting on kind of thing? Uh, we could go favorite that has come in and favorite that you're waiting for. How long, how long you got? I got to look through. A, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of the show, folks. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, let me think hang in there. This. We still got time. David, if, if you got something off the top of your head, go ahead, because I'm still I mean, thinking. Off the top of my head, I would say one of my newest that I am very excited for is the Vintage Collection Millennium Falcon from uh, Target. Um, I bit the bullet and I pre-ordered it, even though a customer walked up to me right at 10 a.m. when it was going on pre-order. I was kind of like taking their order and pre-ordering it at the same time, so that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah. But I did it all, you know, like casual and stuff, so like the lady didn't know um but i i, I know i don't I, think telling her hold on one minute ma'am i got a pre-order of star wars toy right counts if as her been not one knowing of my regulars they would have understood and they would have like allowed me to do it but it was just some random lady um because yeah me and my me and my regular customers talk star wars all the time it's fantastic um but yeah so that is really i have recently started collecting the figures i never did before for some reason and then when we went to celebration in chicago last year i bought a bunch of figures uh like from episode one from episode three and like older figures that i had never bought before and that kind of kick-started me into getting some of the figures and i remember when that last millennium falcon came out i want to say it was 2008 or 2012 it was the legacy collection it came with a uh, han and chewy i had yeah. wanted it and i was like oh you know that's like 250 I don't think I can spend that on, you know, a toy, basically. And then, you know, fast forward 10 to 12 years and I'm spending blank amount on it. But that's OK, because, you uh, know, for those I who and I want it. For those who are wondering, it was pre-order for, I believe, three ninety nine on Target. I believe you are correct. Yes. On yes. And with, with tax, it's four twenty four. 
<laughs> yeah, but with I our with our red card, still we live. Get, like a discount kind of thing. Like, didn't it only come to like four oh nine or something? Personally, I, I was just I was the same as you. I was just trying to get it before it sold out. That's all. Yeah, and we both. Here was the funny part. So we were talking the night before, and we were both saying, uh, "I don't know if I'm gonna get it. I don't know if I'm gonna get it. It's a lot of money." Like yada yada yada. And then we're both at work, and I texted him the screenshot of my pre-order, and he sent it to me like a minute later. Like we essentially sent it to each other at the same time. And it was like, oh, yeah, we both. And I'm like, I thought you weren't gonna get it. And he's like, I thought you weren't gonna get it. And I'm like, uh huh. Well, we both got it. So yeah, it comes out right around my birthday. So I figure it's my birthday present to myself. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Good rationalization. Yeah, I um, I think my favorite. That's a good one for one. I'm also waiting for. But I'm gonna say one that I'm uh, one that I'm waiting for as a pre-order are the new designs for the Black Series figures on um, with the the side panel that kind of shows the whole kind of uh, like not a portrait but I guess like a banner with them all connecting. I have like all of those that they've released so far when it comes to pre-order, and so that I'm really looking forward to getting. I even drove around to a few places to see because they're actually showing up on shelves now, and if I could find one, usually that's you know in decent condition because most of the time, unless I have a double of it, I'm an inbox collector. And so if I can find one that's pristine and minty in the store, I usually will take the pre-order and cancel it from one of the larger companies. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But the thing that I we actually both also purchased at the same time and that has come in already is the there's a one one to two scale bust of Kylo Ren from the Rise of Skywalker from Gentle Giant. Okay. And that's standing yeah. on my nightstand. And it is just absolutely beautiful. The detail on it is insane. It's incredible. It really, and I've never gotten a bust or anything like that. Um, what I would call an expensive collectible. This is my first expensive kind of collectible, and um, I'm really happy with it. It's like, like Dennis said, the detail on it is amazing. It just looks really cool, like even from far away, because it's yeah, it's like half scale, right? Right. And yeah. he actually so, he bought it after me, and we were we were trying to figure out and have like a little contest of who would get what numbered, because I think there's only a thousand right or something i think so and yeah, so which sounds... number we get and he ordered after me and he got i think like three before four yeah, yeah. And i got like 456 or something and i'm oh, like wow. really okay mm-hmm. but you know all fun games but it's it's definitely a great piece and something that i i'm really happy to add to my collection very cool uh there ken what about you guys i really yeah. haven't much i'm trying to think uh the only actually i did one um if i remember right it was the first time the three and three quarter ahsoka was on a vintage card i think she comes with the dual white light no her dual blue lightsabers it was the first time that i believe that the clone wars figure was put out on a vintage card and i pre-ordered that for my wife that's still sitting downstairs on the card which and i nice. and i realized a long time ago that anytime you can get a ahsoka tano figure if you really want to um invest that's the figure you get yeah. because mm-hmm. those things shoot through the roof as soon as they're out yeah just because yeah. there's three of them and everybody loves ahsoka so We've, we're not planning on selling any of them, but if I like go real hard times or something, it's like I got something sitting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Derek? I don't really. The only thing I really pre-order is video games. So I guess I would have to say the collector's edition of the Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> That would be my next one too. Yeah. Uh, Derek, have you have you um, gotten the the Vader Immortal? 
I have not yet. Okay. I, I was really mulling that over, I and don't then have, I decided uh, against it for the moment. <laughs> I don't have the, the VR set to play it yet, so I haven't gotten it yet. I want to get it, though. I remember doing the uh, – there was like – I stood in line for three hours at Chicago in celebration uh, for a seven-minute gameplay, <laughs> and I I don't regret it at all. It was amazing. It, it was something that just – it blew my mind. The only the mm-hmm. only light that I could see come in was just, just under my nose where the mask didn't quite fully cover my face, but it was it right. was just – it's beyond anything that I ever thought I'd, I'd see. I mean, I'm still pretty a young guy, but when it comes to the things that happened, I don't know. 10 years ago it's just not even close it's it's amazing mm. okay. i also want to get i want to get the the i want to do the vr for the uh squadrons game that yeah it's coming out yeah. too i bet that'll be really cool yeah i can see that i've heard also they've been they're setting it up for squadrons so that um even on like xbox or playstation you may be able to actually set up a flight stick for it oh hmm. it is time oh, wow. it is time to get a new flight stick <laughs> just for That's that because half people either don't have it or they're so old that it's collecting dust somewhere uh the flights the sure flights i could do a flight stick in vr but well the vr would be different but well, <laughs> no, you could yeah, do it you i'm sure know the buttons on it you know yeah well the flight stick i had was the old scuzzy port <laughs> connector i can't even tell you the last time i used a flight stick i'm, I'm not a really big gamer <laughs> but when i was younger i think the last time i used one was connected to my old windows 95 pc playing independence day yeah and i just <laughs> i could just nice. the arrows on the keyboard, but I'm like, no, I want to fly this jet with this, mm-hmm. you know, the key, the, the the stick. I think the last time I used a stick was for the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Mine goes all the way back to PlayStation 1. I actually had the dual analog um, fl- joystick that they made for, like, MechWarrior and stuff like that. Yeah, I had that. Yep. See, I... It's actually... I keep threatening oh, wow. the, that might be worth something. I keep threatening awesome. the, I keep threatening the wife that I want to go back to what I used to use on my computer when we first started dating. And that was a trackball. Trackball mouse. I was gonna say, was it like nice. a stick on a rock? No. I have a trackball mouse. <laughs> Do you? Oh I'm jealous. Yeah, I prefer I remember those. Those were awesome. I, I, prefer, I prefer my trackball. I, I prefer it as well. I would love to find a wireless one to use with my laptop. That's what mine is. It's oh, wireless. You're gonna have to send me pictures. <laughs> um, for for me, I think my favorite pre-order. Uh, I mean, I'm there with Derek with the with the collector's edition of Jedi Fallen Order, uh, especially with PC getting all the various uh, premium content. Uh, but it was actually the vintage the, the pre-order that I that I have received. It, it's, it's a tie. Um, it's the Doctor Afro vintage card. I was able Ooh, to pre-order yeah. it. I pre-ordered it from Walmart. Nice. It came in and the card had a crease across the top. Uh, I'm like, really? Yeah, so that's she, Walmart for you. So she's loose, and I, I ended, say, and I ended up finding another one on eBay where the card is almost met. There, one corner is slightly got a curve to it, which you can see in the light. Well, I guess it does have it, but I'm okay with that one. It's not as obvious mm-hmm. unless the light hits it right as straight across the underneath the word Star Wars crease. Um, but the other pre-order that I was excited. When it came in, um, was the Doctor Afra audiobook. Have you read? Have you heard or like listened to yes. the whole thing? Yes, it's awesome. 
It's yeah, it is very really good. awesome. Can't wait. And I just got a preview copy of the new Thrawn audiobook. Okay, so nice. if you're going to bring that up, then I have to you bring... Didn't tell us about that. <laughs> okay, so David... Yeah, thanks for sharing. Uh, oh, my God. Ken, Derek, check the Google Drive. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, David and I... I, I hope you don't get in trouble for saying that. How yesterday, or I think well, it was One of us is going to be doing a review on it, so... Was the, uh, the Del Rey said that they're going to release it yes. with the blue pages. That makes me want to get it immediately. It, it's not every copy of the first edition. Right. It's limited within the first edition. And from what I saw on StarWars.com, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it really I does. It Personally, so, and I, I was talking to David, I, I wish that they actually also did this for other books, and maybe they will in the future. Yeah. But like, so for example, let's just say, because the, the latest Star Wars films being like, this, like the sequels, if they had, say, The Last Jedi novelization in red, like the edges being in red, or like yeah. The Rise of Skywalker being in blue, or something like that. That would be, I think, just a uh, nice collector's awesome. edition. Yeah. Uh, since since you said brought up the movies, have y'all seen the YouTube video where after? Since all the nine movies of the saga have been released, um, how someone said the name the names are fine, but they're they're with the wrong yeah. movie. I've seen that, and mm-hmm. in some instances, I you know I can see where people are coming from, but on the other hand, I'm yeah. like, no, I can definitely argue this away, but that's not how it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, like they they make some valid points, but like, I mean, they they make valid know. points, and it does make you go, okay. Yeah, but... it, it made me think about it. Like it wasn't one of those videos that like I kind of watched and like you never think about it again you know what i mean right. like it definitely it like it, it, it made some points nice yeah i overthink <laughs> everything so yeah but um for, for me i was just like what is the point of this exactly they oh, have right. no content right now that's the point it's something mm, to talk about yeah i get yeah i guess so <laughs> but yeah. we but we are able to get content out there just like you guys yeah because yeah. we're we're creative right wait uh, did i say uh, that that's right did I say that out loud <laughs> um so i'm gonna i'm gonna post this question uh, I know the answer for Derek Ken, um, but have you guys been to either one of the Galaxy Edges? <laughs> you had to ask that, didn't you? You had yeah, to. I did because I because I have a great story that we could we can bring up if y'all have been there, or I just made we it up not- to rub it in. No, neither of us have been there. We were going to be there this month. In a week and a half. Week and a half. Not that I'm keeping track or telling my customers every day, but yeah. Um... Yeah, we were we were gonna be there for celebration, uh, Anaheim, and we were doing the Star Wars night on Thursday night, and then we were gonna do like Monday and Tuesday at Disneyland. Mike, Mike is just digging in that dagger. I know, because <laughs> we're we're not digging it in enough ourselves. You know, like I, we're not like, only, thinking about it. Well, unlike others who I know who have much more, I've been there three times. Nice. I work nice. for the I work for the yeah, company, well, and <laughs> I've only got, been able to get in three times because. One, I had to burn the comp, two comp tickets because my daughter and I went uh, last month. Uh, I went for cast previews when they had it. Uh, actually, my cast preview day celebrated the one-year anniversary of it on the 16th because uh, we went August 16th uh, last wow. year for cast preview. Uh, wow. And then uh, we took my daughter for her first time uh, the weekend before her birthday in November. So, so awesome. we've, we've been three but times. you also got blocked out. So. I'm, but I'm still, they, they've opened up our 
um, our main gates where I could get the family in finally, but I can only get them into Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and mm-hmm. Epcot. We're still blacked out of studios. I'm like, huh, really? So I'm hoping that changes after um, Labor Day, since right. Labor Day will mark a year since the since uh, Batu East has opened. But I'm gonna go ahead and go with the story anyway. This comes from StarWars.com. Uh, y'all seen the Traveler's Guide to Batu? Yeah, I actually have it right next to me. I have a copy as well. Uh, I actually did our review on uh, on the website. Oh, nice. On WookieRadio.net. Shameless plug. Hey, we uh, love shameless plugs. It's okay. Of course, we're talking to the guys from Jawa Jabber. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Uh, um, so, from StarWars.com, seven surprises that are found in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Traveler's Guide to Batu. If you do not have this book, you need to get it. Whether you never plan to go or you do plan to go, it's great. Uh, we had Cole Horton on the show to talk about this book. And what was the other book, guys? Was it Book of Lists? I believe so. It could absolute everything. Well, the Book of Lists was been out, but he did absolute everything also. Yeah, we talked about his other books as well. But yeah, Book of Lists, I think, just was about to come out when we talked to him. Yeah. Uh, so number, <laughs> as I'm getting choked up, number one, Batu is not far from another particular planet. So we know Batu is in the Outer Rim. I will give each one of you guys a opportunity to guess what Outer Rim planet Batu is close to. Man, it's been a while since I've looked at one of those star charts, so I... So we're going to start with you, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one book that actually David uh, showed me that he got. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But like, I never ordered it or got it. And then I thought I probably should get it. And then now here I am knee deep in uh, trying to figure out what the planet closest to Batuu is. Gosh, I don't know a lot of outer rim. I'm going to go with Exegol. That would be wrong. (laughs) Derek, how about you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tantooine? That would be wrong. Ken, how about you? Let's try Tatooine. That would be wrong. I thought that was too obvious. David, see if you remember. If you... I was going to say, and I have it right here next to me, and I am fighting the urge to look inside. Um... What? This is testing your your knowledge of outer rim planets. That's yes, yeah. it is. Well, there's Which a not, there's a beautiful I star think, chart in this thing. Oh, it's it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I was looking at it the other day, and I obviously didn't pay too much attention to it. Um, and my guess would have been Tatooine, but um, Ken already guessed that. So yeah, now I have looked at the star chart. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying not to cheat. Uh... See, I made the cho- I made the guess before I looked, so it's all good. That's true. No, that 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 that's very true. Um, I have Dennis, one on the top you- of my I have one on the top of my head, but I already I already guessed wrong, so I can't just t- I mean you tell said, path. You, you said Exegol, right? I did. I but that's, can't abide that. Now I just realized. disgusting creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Exegol didn't exist until after all these books were written. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then I just realized that's in the unknown regions. That's not that's not necessarily. Uh, how about I, how about I give you my guess because I. I really don't know. What do you mean? Like, say what you're thinking right okay. now. Okay, I'm just gonna go with I'm, crate. With what? The planet of crate. Mm. 
answer we're looking for is Octu. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. the planet. Yeah, really. And and I bet if we look close at this star chart, Exegol is probably on here because remember the time period we're in with Galaxy's Edge is between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Correct. See, I, I don't have that book. I have the Smuggler's Guide. It's also got a star chart, but Octu's not on that one. Taco Don is the only recognizable planet near it. Ooh. See, what? that's another, what I was going to say. Yeah, Octu's kind of far away from Batu. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, oh, and Endor is there. See, Endor's closer to Batu than Octu is. Where's Endor? Wait a minute. Endor's Endor's down. not on the Smuggler's Guide. Huh? Endor, I don't think, is on the Smuggler's Guide here. Yeah, it is. I've got it in my hand. It's down there. I can't pronounce those other oh, wait. two. Like, go down and then to the right. Yep. Like, where Batu is go down and then to the right and it's Endor right there and, Ho- and Hoth is almost the same distance oh well, no Hoth is a little Hoth- bit further away yeah Hoth is farther away I never realized that um since I was looking at this chart um that Dagobah and Utapah were so close to each other I thought that was cool yeah yeah um there are more Batuian communities uh Black Spire Outpost gets the most attention just like yes. Isley does in, on Tatooine but we know there's also Mon Espa and uh, a few other locations. Um, but Black Spire Outpost is the largest settlement and actually has a reference to it in Solo Star Wars Story. L3 says if it wasn't for her, Lando would have gotten lost on the way to Black Spire Outpost. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah, that's when she's being sassy and walking away. Yeah, I remember yep. that. Now. So, uh, but Batu also has many more communities such as the Gama District, known for its pod racing and the yeah. um, and the Sur- Surabat vicinity, a popular destination for mountain hikers and thrill seekers. Mm. Uh, there is also a connection to the High Republic. Uh, in the history section of the book, the High Republic, uh, which is going to be explored in the mega event that was already supposed to be released, but will be released mm-hmm. uh, next year, um, has a very intriguing mention. Uh, during this era, which is what, about 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace, um, the Jedi established a small research station in the wilds of Batu. Little else seems to be known about Batu from this time period. Uh, from here, from Batu, you could plan some galactic day trips. Every good travel guide has a section about day trips where travelers can learn more about worlds that they could easily reach and explore. Uh, and of course, on here, they show from Batu, you could go to Ratatak, Castilian, Tokadana, Endor, Ceramal, or Ceramal, um, which are the, the ones that I know have been mentioned off and on in books and movies. Uh, but beyond that, no, I don't recognize any of these others. Well, uh, Mike, you said you've been three times, right? How about have. Ken and Derek? You guys ever been? No, not yet. No. All right. So we're all in the same boat except for Mike. Yeah, <laughs> and Mike's right. cheating because he works there. Yeah. <laughs> and so now okay, I well, have since, no idea when I'll be. Since you've been there, I'll Mike, be what's, your, what's your favorite part about it? I can only one thing, if you had to choose, you could only go to that part of Galaxy's Edge for the rest of your life. Just that one. Where would oh. you go? <laughs> I know there's a lot of good ones. But. Um, I would probably say where I want to go once my blackout is lifted, and that's Docking Bay 7, which is the quick service restaurant, because mm. they have a beautiful outdoor covered seating area. Mm. So you're you're outdoor the, the building, but there's like awnings with canvas, you know, almost like tenting and whatnot. And I would love to just be able to sit there and work on my websites 
or work on shows. Um, just have just kick back, relax. Maybe a little blue milk or tattooing tea. Kick back and just sit there, relax, do, do a little work. That that's nice. that's the escape that I want at least once a week. That I can't have yet because Sounds we're still blacked out. Me. Oh yeah, I, if I could, I would. Right. If it was a different time of the year, different time of our lives right now. Wow. I mean. I would. I'd love to be there every other weekend if I could, just just to go hang out. See, I I would go on my days off. Yep. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I've been with the company twenty two years, and then I started when Animal Kingdom opened, and it used to be oh, on wow. my on my days off. I used to go to Animal Kingdom, find a park bench, grab a couple bottles of mm. of drink, whether it's water or soda, and just sit there and uh, people watch and just <laughs> kick back and realize that's awesome. I, I yeah. didn't I didn't want to do anything else. I just I like the vibe of of the park. Um, I can tell you, mm-hmm. uh, being at Galaxy's Edge, it is so. It's the the immersion is incredible. You you don't get it anywhere else at Disney. Truly, uh, a lot of people love the Harry Potter stuff at Universal. You don't get the immersion there like you do at Galaxy's Edge. You really don't. Uh, if you guys kind of want an idea of what it's like, check out uh, my daughter and I's Instagram, Adventures in Geek. And we do a video from when we went from the entrance or the exit of Toy Story Land into Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. Cool. And you can hear, you when you hear it start off, you can hear Toy Story Land ambient behind us. As we're walking in, you don't hear any of that. And there's a coast and, and the Slinky Dog Dash runs right. a little bit behind it. You, you don't hear it. That's awesome. You you are that whole area is isolated from the rest of the park. I mean, it's still attached, but the noise isolation yeah, yeah, is yeah. amazing. Right. Uh, awesome. So it's making me want to go so much more now. Just hearing you talk about it. I know. Um, now the other cool thing is every local has a story, which is encouraged. Right. That every cast member comes up with a story. Um, you like to canteen? You like cantina creatures? Well, they're there for a reason. Um, if you've been lucky enough to visit. Ogus Cantina. Yes, I have. Um, you can get drinks like the Fuzzy Tauntaun or the Yub Nub. That is not what yep. I had. Uh, what did you have? What, I, I had. What'd you have? I I did not do any of the alcoholic drinks. I had the blue milk. Okay. Oh, with the cookie with the bandit cookie. The, yes. Oh man, Ashley. Ashley Eckstein. Oh, she loves those. She keeps <laughs> the, talking about that. It. Is an amazing drink. Uh, my wife had the um, the Java juice. So it was like a citrus drink that had uh, the boba beads or boba beads in it oh okay that was actually really good nice um, I really want to try the uh, the fuzzy tauntaun I just want to get that 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 feeling people talk about in their mouth when it goes numb like I want to yeah. or is yeah. that the best been fizz I, I don't know which one that is I, I'm not sure okay with yeah, as little as with as little as I drink alcohol anymore it wouldn't take much <laughs> but <laughs> well, they have a two drink limit right I think so yeah, yeah. well I'm pretty sure yeah m- maybe in California I'm not sure about here because oh okay because remember California Disneyland Disneyland Galaxy's Edge is the only place where alcohol is served mm. and it cannot correct. I believe it cannot yes. leave the cantina whereas here I think you're correct yes you you could buy a beer at Studios you could buy a beer at Ep- obviously you could buy beer at Epcot that hence at drinking around the world you can get alcohol uh you could get alcohol at Animal Kingdom the only place I believe you could get alcohol at Magic Kingdom is the Be Our Guest restaurant mm. that makes a lot of sense because one of our mm-hmm. uh, mutual friends, Tyler Bucks, uh, on a, a different Star Wars podcast, he was down there, I believe, before all this craziness with the virus happened. And he was walking around with some blue milk from the outside 
slide stands and he had whiskey in it. And I thought, yep. wait, wait, what? How are you having alcohol and walking around? It must have been in Batu East. That that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. It would have been Batu East. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's also a lots of lingo to learn, which I don't know at all, but I, I've been learning. Um, like a lot of times, Black Spire Outpost is referred to as the Outpost or BSO. Uh, the Ancient Ruins is referred to as the Old Post. Uh, obviously, the port is the Starport. Uh, gold Dust is the Golden Legend that grows on Batu. Uh, your greeting in, in daytime is Bright Suns. At nighttime, Rising Moons. Uh, to wish someone good luck, you say, May your deals go well. Um, farewells, you got two different options. Tell the Spire or May the Spire's keep. Um, for thank you, well bartered, you're welcome, and you. I don't know, only the ancients know. And for thank goodness, it's thank the skies. Do you do you still have to, uh, to, I mean, you don't have to, I guess, but would they like you to stay in character if you're trying to use the refresher? Where's the refresher? I believe so. Okay. Now, the, mm-hmm. the cat, for those who work in that pavilion, yes, they stay in character. Because when I went for cast previews, I was wearing my Wookiee Radio polo. I had people ask me, oh, what's Wookiee Radio? Obviously, knowing because of coverage that we've done, knowing the whole backstory of, okay, I'm going to stay in character with this myself. I'm like, where? show on the holonets and we piggyback on nice. the, and we piggyback on the fir- first order transmissions um and then Chewbacca happened to walk by and the one cast Chewbacca he has a show called Wookie Radio but shh, you, can, you can find it on the holonets on the first order transmissions and Chewie just went all off and so I, I kept the whole um the whole storyline myself uh, that's, uh, that's so sound, cool. it sounds like a lot of fun to be able to yeah, do that I, I, I would I would totally do that like, when, when we I met would, yeah. when we met V V Mundi um because I had the heroes and villains indoor commando backpack she asked are you a rebel I'm like now I I'm a I'm a scavenger trying because I'm a, you know since we're the smugglers three keeping that persona I uh, just happened to be on indoor and I were at the battle site and I just happened to pick this up it was still lying around it was in decent shape and did some repairs and this is what I use when I travel oh, oh cool awesome. so yeah they love it um Derek Ken you guys have any questions uh, I was just enjoying the conversation back and forth, but um, actually, you guys sound like you guys have known each other for a long time. How did this? How did you get together? Geekway <laughs> podcast. That's how quite long funny. Is, that can be actually. I say that could be um, <laughs> deceiving because um, like my other podcast, Geek Watch One. If you listen to it from the beginning, it sounded like we'd known each other forever. We only knew each other for like six months before the show. Um, well, really? David, David, you want to go ahead? No work. So yeah, we met in the Star Wars Celebration Facebook group. Um. We both went to Star Wars Celebration Chicago 2019 and we circled around each other, but we did not physically meet. Um, and we met, I don't know, a couple of weeks after Celebration when everyone was like posting pictures and stuff. And we had both commented on like the same post or something. And then we just because we're both obsessed with Kylo Ren. And um, I know it was something to do with Kylo Ren. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but um, it was like the post that we were commenting on and um yeah we just started talking and it's like uh, we're like we've been friends since you know since we were little it was we were in different panel we were in the same panels together at celebration and you know there some of them are large some of them are smaller but didn't even run into each other didn't even meet in person which uh, was going to be actually our uh, celebration in anaheim would be meeting in person but the funny thing is i remember specifically asking him when we first started talking through texts and through phone calls like okay I know there are different levels of Star Wars fans and 
I don't want to like chase you away by like what, how much I'm into the lore and into all the details. And so it, it was a nice match because he's just as much or even more than I am when it comes to that. So it wasn't like, you know, you're up here and I say something about a random character and you're like, who's that? And so it's just, it was a really nice, you know, way to bond and inform this friendship, but definitely hasn't been very long, but I'm glad it comes across that way. Cause that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you guys, so a lot of people, a lot of people seem to not like Kylo Ren, but you guys are actually fans of him. That's pretty cool. Uh, we, uh, we could, we could do a whole nother few episodes on Absolutely. that. There's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I just I think overall, I mean, if we don't go into the nitty gritty, I I like the character development of Kylo Ren as or Ben Solo, because I I really like the connection that they made with Anakin being his grandfather. I see a lot of resemblances, a lot of similarities. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who are like, oh, we don't like Anakin because he's whiny and he does all this stuff. And I'm like, well, what (laughs) teacher isn't whiny? That that the whole point is to have that whiny, right? Right. Exactly. The growth and character development. I need I need to take notes into the, my composition book. Ah, I like it. I love it. Where did you get? I love it. That's awesome. I have that shirt. I have a shirt with that on it. Um, if it tells you how old it is, I've had it since then. <laughs> All right, okay. so, 20, so like 2015. 2015. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice. But yeah, no, Kylo Ren. I just think is a, a really interesting character in that he's not. He's still he's still very much struggling with who he is and what side he kind of wants to adhere to. Right. With Anakin, which is my second favorite Star. Wars character he you know we kind of see that progression we first see Darth Vader in, in, the, in the original trilogy we don't really know the backstory and then we see the prequels and we see how we already know where this is going we just want to see how and so we already see his kind of character growth going to who we know him to be as when he's Vader this is I think Adam Driver has talked about how it's almost the complete reverse where you, we meet Kylo Ren and he's already like fully well, not fully but almost fully in the dark side and then he goes the complete opposite direction of what Anakin did, kind of like a reverse. But right. I just, I just really love his character in so many different aspects. And I can talk, I can talk your guys' face off about what the nitty gritty stuff that really gets to me is. That I can't say I really relate to him when it comes to certain things. I'm, I was never like an emo kid in in, in <laughs> high school, or you know, but, you didn't kill your father either. Right? Nothing, no, no yeah. patricide or anything like that. But I, right. I definitely just, I enjoy how they, they made it more of a complicated character and very complex instead of it just being straightforward and right. I also enjoy his interactions with the other characters in the films okay. I like I like Adam Driver I think he's a really good actor and I like what he did with um, I mean you know he's got a lot of he's he has people might see him as emo or whatever but he has a lot of there's a lot of reasons behind how he is yes, he's, not, exactly. he's not just moody just to be moody you know no I think the uh, the, the Ben Sol- or the rise of Kylo Ren comics really elucidated yeah. a lot of that um, I also mm. enjoyed some of the parts of the uh, the Han Solo novelization the books where yeah. kind of it, it mentions him as a young child as Ben and and I, I never really subscribed to the idea that some people really thought that like Han or Leia were terrible parents or anything but that right, they no. had their own focus you know she was a senator she was the, the leader of a rebellion and he was you know his his form of living was being a smuggler and traveling the galaxy and doing these things and, and just, and, it was and, difficult and to skip. have kids skip town yeah i I mean it's it's just one of those things where i totally believe that they really did love and care for him but they just weren't in a moment in their in a period in their lives that they could actually take care of him properly and then said well maybe luke could do it and then later realized that might not have been the best idea 
<laughs> right. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, for sure, for sure. And I really, and, and I, I mean, you know, you got me on this tangent, so I'm, <laughs> I'm speeding Go along. For it. I love it's not me. Woohoo! I love the parts in Last Jedi, which a lot of people didn't like, but I like how we saw different perspectives, different points of view, depending on how Luke mm. saw the situation in the hut, you know, with the lightsaber. Right, yeah. How he I saw love that, it. yeah. And then later how we hear Luke actually admit the full story almost, and then saying that he felt regret at that moment, but it was just too late. And from right. Ben's perspective, he's th- he's he doesn't see what Luke's thinking. He just thinks he's in danger. And I really like how that also was expanded upon in the comics, where, you know, people thought, oh, he destroyed the temple, he did everything, and there's still a lot of speculation about what really happened there, and whether that was him, or Snoke, or Palpatine, or whatever. Um, I just, I love that entire character. I could just go, mm. I think we're going to do an episode very soon on Jawa Jabber with yes. just Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, and we might have split it up, because it might be like three hours long. I was going to say, just one episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we are almost out of time here, and give you Ready? guys the, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to turn the tables on us. All right. Whether you were looking forward to that or not. Oh, I think I was. I, I, <laughs> I it was. I had some. I had a question lined up. But David, do you have one? Because I've kind of, uh, I've kind of hogged the time here. Do you have anything you want to ask them? Um, ironically enough, I wanted to ask them if any of them had been to Galaxy's Edge. So well, we we covered that already. So uh, yeah, go <laughs> that ahead, Dennis. That, that that was my question, though. I think mine. I mean, hopefully it's pretty simple. But I kind of split it up, and I guess like to all three of you. Um, who is your number one favorite Star Wars character in each trilogy? Ooh. And you don't have to, oh, I'm not talking like Rogue One or Solo. Obviously, those are standalones. But so if you just right. took the prequels, the originals, and then the sequels, who is your favorite character that you, when you see them come on screen, you just gives you a big smile? Ken, why don't you start us off? Oh, gee, thanks. Anytime. <laughs> I'm here for you. It's for me because um, I've always been a, um, I'm like Luke Skywalker. Because for me, I the hero the story i mean i'm a superman is my favorite superhero luke skywalker that just the um lily white baby face guy the guy that makes all the right decisions even though um like luke doesn't always make the right decisions but he ends up coming out as the t- the um stereotypical hero that's i've always been drawn to that so the with the prequels it was harder to figure that out because there isn't a really th- that character there unless maybe like an obi-wan but all right th- thinking about it i don't know okay keep going back to jar jar a little bit just because if you watch <laughs> Well, wait, if you watch the Clone Wars, it becomes a lot better character. <laughs> I, I think I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a lot better. Personally, I think all the characters, if you watch the Clone Wars, really expands their characters. So I think yeah. that oh, that's yeah. kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, especially the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin, where you don't really see that in the films as much. Well, I'm right. I'm currently rewatching the Clone Wars cartoon, and um, it even expands on the clones themselves. Oh, yeah. oh. Like if you just watch if you just watch the movie. Movies, the, the clones are just kind of nameless, faceless. I mean, there's a couple of people with names, but but the the Clone Wars series really like it's brought up some interesting thoughts for me about the clones. Yeah, we like, take some really deep dives into that in, in our episodes for for the last season here. It's just, it humanizes the clones. It makes them more than just numbers mm, or nameless, yeah, faceless exactly. soldiers. And the 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 latest thing I had because I do a podcast when I rewatched each episode um and the latest 
thing that I had in my mind was what, and there's no way we could actually answer this. What is it actually like to be one of the clones, knowing that you're a clone, but that you have your own kind of personality? Mm-hmm. But well, that's the only that thing you've ever known. Out. So, what maybe that can bad batch. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So it's okay. Um, well, it what about the other trilogy. two? Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Um, it could be anything. It could be oh, a droid. It could yeah. be. I mean, but it has to be from the movie. No, no, on the sequels, I kind of, I kind of like Finn. I mean, he's always the, the entire, all three movies. He's basically like a fish out of water because he has no idea what's going on. And since there's not, there's no time between these movies. Really, he doesn't have time to figure it out until the third movie, and he's still right. trying he'll, to figure. Don't it out. He'll use the force. They'll use the force. Yeah. That's not how the force works, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Finn. That's a good one. I know. Yeah. I know. I definitely like Finn too, and I think mm-hmm. there are some things that I would have definitely changed in in his character arc and that uh, I would have liked to seen a lot more of him kind of kind of kind of come from where he was to to where he finds himself now and uh, personally I just don't think it, it kind of completed his arc for me in the the last film but that's just me the last film of the trilogy is not where you set up stuff that you're expecting to have to pay off later right unless right. you want to make it four hours which would be completely fine with me but not regular movie goers. Yeah. I would right. love yeah, exactly. the four hour cut we've talked about that at well, they, length on our show today they, they could have done like like you know some other franchises have done like Harry Potter and stuff and done the Rise of Skywalker Part One and Part Two. I don't know if I would have wanted a Part yeah, One then, and Part Two. I don't you know. Don't trilogy. Right. Exactly. I I like the idea of the trilogy. And I actually mentioned on our Rise of Skywalker episode, or it was maybe a tangent in one of the Clone Wars episodes. But like, I feel like if Endgame hadn't have come out in 2019, like if Endgame had been 2018 and Rise of Skywalker was 2019 it would have been a longer movie but since Disney already had Endgame like as a three hour plus movie they didn't want two of them in the same year no, they'd be competing against each other but I guess they'd still make money either way right. they write mm-hmm. they own both um, but okay so you said Finn right Ken what about what yeah. about you Derek well um I'm gonna say uh for the prequels my favorite character was uh I'll go with Palpatine nice because uh, I love the the one thing I do love about the prequels is seeing Palpatine's plan come together. Oh yeah, it was and so well done. Seeing all of his manipulations and everything, oh, mm-hmm. I just love. Well, I think you guys have mentioned it on the previous episode. Uh, anyway, Palpa- it's the Palpatine saga, kind of right. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, it is now, yeah. After Rise, yeah. Um. And uh, for the original trilogy, I got to go with Darth Vader. Yep. Because he's just awesome, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the sequel sequel trilogy, that's a little tougher. Uh, uh I would have to say I would I would go with more for potential than what I actually got. I kind of like Ray. Um I feel I feel like I feel like they could have done more with her, uh, but I kinda like her. Did I you like she... the, the Ray nobody or did you like that they made it Ray Skywalker? Uh, Skywalker or Palpatine? Well, I mean, by blood she would be Palpatine, right? But um, yeah, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about that. It's that a felt a little old. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> that felt a little forced. That she, 
<laughs> I, I kind of like the idea. I kind of like, I don't know, actually. Like, I kind of like the idea that she thought she was a nobody, mm. but not that she was a nobody. Okay. Like, I could I could have, I kind of would have liked it if she had never found out who her actual parents were. That would have so been. She was just comfortable with being just Ray. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we could have found out, but she, but if she never found out, that would have been kind of interesting, I think. Sorry for opening up this can of worms, Mike. I know we could probably talk about just that one thing for an hour. For me, uh, prequel trilogy, probably Dooku. Nice. Uh, Very elegant. And, and that is because of the uh, the Dooku audiobook. Yes, that was great. I love That's my favorite audiobook, I mean, honestly. I, I, didn't, I didn't have a good appreciation for him when I watched the movies. Uh, even though I could see, okay, he's the bad guy, but he really isn't the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's mm-hmm. almost sparking the rebellion. In his own way, yeah. In his own way way not realizing that his master is trying to create the new thing that he's against mm. i think i think the clone wars animated series kind of fleshed him out a little too yeah not, a, not as much not as not much a, as some of the other characters but yes a little but there's bit. there's been some in there yes definitely yeah. some, dooku. but with, with that with dooku jedi lost that fleshes that character out to okay now we know exactly where he's coming from why he did what he did and why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. I still got to find time to listen to that. Like why he's a count and Sereno and why he, you know, he just doesn't agree with some of the, the Jedi Council and the principles and, and decided to leave that. But yeah, it doesn't, it makes him look more, and I think it, it does the same thing for other characters as well. It does it for, for Kylo Ren or Ben Solo and others where it, it doesn't necessarily humanize him. It just makes you appreciate, understand that there's they're more they're more of a complex character than what it seems like on the surface. They're yeah. not just black and white, bad right. and good, you know? So after hearing the book and rewatch, and then I, I had the opportunity to rewatch the movies when they were on TNT at work, I'm like, okay, now I have greater appreciation of what the character is on screen and it makes more sense mm, um right. in the original trilogy uh i'm torn between chewy and r2 um all right nice. i have a lo- i held the love for astromex in general but uh knowing r2's there and is the storyteller of the prequels and of the um original trilogy and then we of course we come to find out in many ways this whole saga is almost told through the eyes of c3po mm-hmm. more than anything mm-hmm. Um, Chewie and R2 is my split there. And then um, in the in the sequel trilogy. Oh. I know. I, I know you love Babu Frick. That's your favorite. Yes. I did love Babu, but. I love. I believe, or Babu. I, I believe Mike is a big fan of Rose. <laughs> Rose is OK. I mean, I, I see. That where, character never really rubbed me the wrong way. It was. Uh, yeah. She never, rubbed, yeah, she never, I never rubbed me the wrong way. Why everyone hated her so much. Like oh. I, she wasn't one of my favorites favorites but like like you said she didn't rub me the wrong way or anything she was just kind of there i think she, she got a i think she got a bum deal in rise of oh absolutely rise yeah. Of skywalker yeah, i think a lot of people would agree well mm. i her role some of the roles that some characters you know they had in last jedi to what they have in rise of skywalker i mean a little backstory briefly would have made made sense just okay now all of a sudden yeah we know we're five years later four or five years later from last Jedi, but oh, so she's no longer a mechanic, she's now an officer. Finn's now a general. Okay, how, mm-hmm. I mean, did this play 
out the same way as it did with Return of the Jedi with characters. Um, man. Yeah, she kind of got replaced by Claude. Claude's the mechanic now, right? Yeah. Slug yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, man, yeah. I, gotta, I put you guys on the spot. All three of you had some difficulty with the sequels here. Se- sequels difficult. Mm. Sequel is difficult. Um, man, I I would probably I probably almost say uh, Hux. Nice, really? Wow. Okay, I never hey. heard that response before. I have never heard that. Um, I mean, Hux comes across as very much a bad guy in, in the first film. Mm-hmm. In the second film, we see him questioning uh, Kylo with things and decisions being made. And then we have in the third film, which leads to his death, where he almost takes a fulcrum type role yeah you're, you're correct sort of yeah, sort of like uh, every, everybody everyone you know sort of like callus does in in rebels rebels mm-hmm. yeah everybody talks about kyle ren being whining emo but i think hux kind of went a little whining emo there yeah. too. he's like i don't like him making fun of me so i'm gonna turn into a good guy i think well, he just needed some hugs general hugs needed some hugs <laughs> <laughs> but, you know i you, you look at most of the first yeah, you, you look at the most of the younger first order officers they're all like Kylo they're all the whiny emo almost the epitome of what would be classified as a millennial then when you have the older officers like the one that ended up ordering the execution of Hux I can't remember his name uh, Legion uh, General Pride. Pride. yes yes and, and and willing to serve the Emperor again it's like okay that's where they're from they still have ties to the to the old Empire that's why it was so easy to convert a good chunk of the first order over to to supporting the empire or the new yeah. empire. I think the younger right. guys are just maybe just more kind of radically ambitious and not really having their head on straight and they kind of want to do something and they have all this pent up energy and it doesn't always necessarily work out the way that they had hoped and then and, you got the older guys come in and go, no, I'm taking taking control. And again, on screen mimicking real life, that's what it is. You know, Star Wars has always been like that mm-hmm. as well. I mean, when without going into major detail i mean each movie had that same same element of mimicking art mimics life well it's like mm-hmm. poetry for, it rhymes you know <laughs> thank you george so mm. um before we go any final thoughts well thank you for having us on really uh really had a lot of fun here appreciate it it is yeah thank you for coming on yeah this was awesome yeah. we gotta go get some uh, some eggs some suga not get old i just no, I love it um but well, yeah that was fun because of this show i have played every jawa drop that is labeled <laughs> that i have labeled job these drops came from uh there was a company called mimico they had the little flash drives mm-hmm. oh that, yeah okay and before they changed their soundbite program uh it triggered a random mp3 and i was able to get all of them from uh, series one through series six Nice. And, this, and this is from the uh, series five set, the Jawa yeah, series, these, series five. I got these two little two little Jawas on my desk here. Whenever I'm recording ah. uh, this one, I think I don't know. We use this one for our logo with the red eyes, mm-hmm. just because um, David and I kind of lean more towards dark side kind of stuff. And um, of course, it's just uh, red eyes. I I know that's a different, might be like a subspecies of Jawa on a different planet, but we we figured we uh, like that. Better. Well, I believe that Jawa is considered the the off world Jawa. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I lean towards the dark side, too, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> Where can people find you guys online? 
Well, we can uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Jawa Jabber, and on Twitter. It's also called Jabbering Jawas. We just kind of switched it up a little bit because Jawa Jabber was actually being used, uh, surprisingly. But uh, Instagram as well, Jawa Jabber Pod. Or if you want to give us an e- or shoot us an email, it's jabberingjawas at gmail.com. And on Twitter, I believe our personal Twitter handles, mine is Ben Solo's Shadow, and David's is the Chosen Ren 83. Well, if no one else has any final thoughts or anything else, then I'm just going to leave it with this. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,